0: Welcome to Burnt Out to Biz Boss, the podcast that teaches you how to go from burnt out employee to fired up entrepreneur in less time and with less stress and hustle. And now here's your host, business mentor, burnout expert and professional life coach, Stacey Mitchell. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Burned Out to Biz Boss podcast. Oh, so today's episode is going to be a doozy. (laughs) Before we get into it, I want to mention that applications are now open for the Simple Success Collective. This is my affordable six-month mastermind program for entrepreneurs building their businesses in limited hours. Whether you have a full-time job or other responsibilities that limit your time and energy, this was built specifically for you. The focus of this mastermind is to grow your business while keeping it as simple and constrained as possible with just the important stuff you need and none of the fluff you don't. If you want in, you can apply by visiting stacymitchell.com collective. Today, we are going to be talking about why it's so dang hard to quit your job even if you really don't even like your job. (laughs) And I'll start with a really great example. I was recently coaching a client and we were doing some what if coaching scenarios. One being, what if you decided to go all in on your business and it doesn't work out? And her response was, all I know for sure is that I wouldn't go back to the job I'm in it was like, boom, (laughs) a light bulb just switched on and she could so clearly see that she didn't even want to be in her job, regardless of what happened. And before this moment in our coaching, there was a lot of, well, I don't want to make the wrong decision. I don't want to leave my job and have it not work out. And this was my story too. I really didn't like my job that much. I really liked the people, but I did not like my job. I didn't like the responsibilities. But I also had these thoughts like, what if I never make as much money ever again? I was seriously making more in my job than I ever thought I would make in my life. I have a master's degree in counseling. I (laughs) I never thought I'd be making close to six figures. So I definitely had that thought, like, what if I never make this much money again? Or I'd have thoughts like, what if this doesn't work out and I regret leaving? Like, what if I really regret this decision? Or what if I fail and I fall flat on my face in front of everybody? Or what if I'm leaving the best job I'll ever have? Which, what? (laughs) But honestly, that was a thought. I, I didn't like the work, but my brain was like, but what if this, this is the best you'll ever get? And I'm sharing this because I really, truly think it is so easy to get shackled into the golden handcuffs of our jobs for so many reasons. And many of those reasons are caused by our brain's natural, ugh, natural <laughs> like, what did I just say? Cognitive biases. So I just want to pause for a second and say, I am not editing, see, (laughs) I am not editing these podcasts as much anymore. So I'm just blowing through these weird little things that I do. I'm human. I want you to see, I am so human and that's okay. So let's get back to it. First, I want to talk about one of the biggest hurdles for quitting which was leaving my almost six-figure salary behind. I was terrified that I could never make that much in my business. And first, I just wanna say, eh, it's wrong. (laughs) I've already had months where I've met my old salary, which I think just blows my mind, but I absolutely know it's possible and that it will happen in time and probably in less time than than I actually thought it would be. And it's important to point out to you all I went the large majority of my life until I took my promotion, making maybe a little over half of what I was making in my last job. We did fine. I mention this because it's just really interesting. I think it is really, really hard to walk away from extra money, even if you don't like the work, and even if you don't really need the money. And honestly, I don't care that much about money in the sense of like living an extravagant lifestyle. But my brain had really anchored onto the money, the number. And for some reason, my brain believed I needed to replace that level of income in my business before I could leave my job. But luckily, at some point, I sat down, I really looked at my finances, and I realized, oh, I don't actually need that much money to live and to live comfortably. And in fact, it was around the same time that I figured out that I also realized we had enough savings for me to feel comfortable quitting and to rely on my business in cam- income and the savings to live on for a while. And I mentioned this just to say that our brains love to tell us that we need more. It likes to tell us that going backwards, even for just a moment in time, is a grave mistake. But what my brain struggles to remember, and I'm sure everyone else's does too, is that your income is limitless when you have a business. Whereas in my job, they could have let me go at any moment for one, and I could only ever make so much. And now I have so much more control than I did before, but it definitely took some mindset work to see it that way. Our brains get stuck on what we think we need, even when we don't really need it. And something I found to be true for me, ever since I started doing work that really lights me up, that I'm just so excited to do, I don't feel the pull to spend so much money anymore. I don't need a bunch of new clothes to impress my non-existent coworkers. (laughs) I don't need to spend money to make myself feel better at the end of a long work day. I don't need that extra money to fill up the hole of doing meaningless work anymore. And I've realized that my fulfillment can't be bought. And that has allowed me to see that I don't need as much money as I thought I did. Another really common bias when leaving your job is sunk cost bias. If you don't know sunk cost bias, it's basically the idea that when you put a lot of money or time into something, it becomes harder and harder to walk away from. This is why we sit through boring movies we've paid for, or we eat gross, overpriced meals. We've already paid for it, so we might as well just waste our lives, right? (laughs) And there's actually been a study where they told people you know, pretend you've mistakenly paid for two different ski trips to two different locations on the same weekend. One you really wanted to go on, but that cost $50, and one that you're feeling so so about that cost $150. And you get to choose which trip you're going to take. Guess which one participants choose? <laughs> the so <so-so>, so $150 trip. <laughs> what? And we do this with our careers, with our work, with our jobs. Well, I spent all that time and money on grad school and all the time and energy in my internships and in my other jobs. I can't leave now. I'll just live my life in misery for the rest of my life. And I just want to, like, tell me you don't know someone like this. I know I know people like this. There's also the endowment effect, which is another bias, and that's that we undervalue things that aren't ours and overvalue things we already have, like our current jobs, like we value our jobs. But just like my client, a really great exercise is to pretend that you don't have your job right now. Would you apply for your job or would you run for the hills? Be honest. Be honest with yourself when you're answering this question. Our brains love safety and security, and they naturally believe that having a so-called steady job is the safest thing you can do. But if 2020 taught me anything, it's that job security can change in the blink of an eye, and we actually have very little control when we have jobs working for other people. Now, I do want to say, I'm not saying that small businesses didn't suffer in 2020, But I am saying that our brains tend to believe something that just isn't true, which is that having a job is more safe and secure than having a business. And I was recently talking to my partner, uh, my husband, about a mutual friend of ours who was let go from a job a few years ago. They have really struggled to get back on their feet. And honestly, it just makes me sad and angry that one decision by one person in one company can have that level of impact on someone's life. And it just reinforces that I would rather have the risk of entrepreneurship than the risk of a job. I don't want someone else to have the ability to pull the plug out from under me with no warning. I don't want to be lulled into a false sense of security because I have what I assume to be a secure job. And I'll just say, even worse than that, I have been working with clients this year that have been strong-armed into taking on others' like job responsibilities due to hiring freezes. And this is without pay raises or support. And that's just the tip of the ice, icebergs, to be honest. Um, but it just plain sucks that even when you take responsible action, many times nothing happens to change, to give more support. But still, it comes up really often with my clients. I don't want to lose this job that I hate with every fiber of my being. (laughs) And listen, like that, I was there, okay? And I coach my clients really to get past the hate because hating your job wastes a whole lot of energy that you need to be saving to work on your business. But I always find it very funny that most of us still want to do well in jobs we really don't even like. I hear from my business clients, they want to be seen as a team player. They don't want anyone to think they're not giving 100%. They want to do really well in their reviews. And by the way, I just want to set the record straight right now. You don't ever have to give your job 100%. You don't even have to give your business 100%. When you give something 100%, it means there's nothing left for yourself. That's not not okay. Put yourself first. Don't give your job your best, just get your job done. I swear it's enough. When you're building a business on the side, you don't have the energy to spare to get employee of the month. You don't even really want employee of the month. Your ego does. Just remember that you have bigger fish to fry, which is working on your dreams. And another thing to consider You don't have to full-on quit and leap into entrepreneurship. There are options. You can ask to slowly scale back your hours. You can take an easier full-time job that doesn't drain you. You can get a part-time job. You can save money for some period of time. There is no failure in doing it slowly. One of my very favorite mantras is go slow to go fast because it fits so many situations, and this is one of them. It's okay to go slow. And the best advice I can give to someone who is scared to quit, ask yourself, what will you regret most? Will you regret most staying and never knowing what was possible? Or will you regret trying and knowing that you gave your best? I knew for myself that I would regret doing the so-called safe thing and never knowing if I could have made it happen. And really, when you're serious as I am about mindset work, the funny thing that happens is that your success almost becomes inevitable because it doesn't matter what happens. I know that eventually I will have a super successful business. I may fail a whole lot and I may cry and I may want to quit. I may even quit for a period, even though like right now I'm like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh, but there is no doubt in my mind that I'm going to keep going, that I'm going to keep going for this goal. And to me, that is the secret to getting up the courage to quit. Whether or not I'm successful now has no bearing on my inevitable success in my business. And the same is true for you. And I want you to hear me because this is important. I am not by any means saying to quit without a plan. I'm not saying to quit before you have the foundations of a business, unless you have the financial ability to do so. What I'm saying is not to give up on your dreams because you're scared of leaving a sure thing, aka your job, behind. There's a way to make the jump from employee to entrepreneur without it putting your lifestyle at risk without burning out along the way. And it comes from building a simple, constrained business in the limited hours you have while creating a sound, realistic plan to quit your job. And if this sounds like something you want, this really is the focus of the Simple Success Collective, which I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. So you can learn more if you want to by going to stacymitchell.com collective. But in the meantime... I want you to start to question, is my job the safest, most secure way to make a living? Would I even want my job if I didn't currently have it? Will I regret not putting my all into becoming my own boss and owning my own business? And if you're open to it, I would love if you would share a screenshot of this podcast episode in your stories and tag me on Instagram at Stacey Mitchell. I would also love to know the answers to your questions, so feel free to DM me there. I love knowing who's listening. I love seeing the impact that I have. And if you're feeling really generous, I would also love a five-star review over on iTunes. This helps grow the podcast and is an easy way to show me your support. Until next time, have a lovely, lovely day. If you love this podcast and want more, you have to check out Stacy's Burnt Out to Biz Boss Facebook community, where she shares more tips, training, and free coaching opportunities. Learn more over at stacymitchell.com forward slash group. And don't forget to review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We'll catch you in the next episode.